This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. All right, before we get to Cram Session with our corrupt judge, Jonathan Harrison, in his Crafty Rogues t-shirt, repping the brand, Thursday night, 7 o'clock on Score North. Let's take one more call. We just had a Wolf discussion about, would you make a phone call on Russell Westbrook? He's available. And apparently the Heat are talking to the Thunder about Russell Westbrook. Omar in St. Paul. What's going on, man? Hey, man, fellas, just real quick. I just couldn't believe it. You guys are wishing that, that Westbrook goes to Miami and that all the games for all these other teams competing and winning titles happens over the Wolves actually taking a step to compete. Well, that's Judd. Well, that's, had, that's Jay Zolgad. Yeah, I don't want At him. Jay Zolgad. I don't want him. I don't, after <laughs> Butler, I don't want him. Before we, wish, before we wish Jimmy Butler so much success after crying his way out of, out of the city and failing in Philly, what I would like to put out there for you guys to really think about is you've had the equivalent of Tom Brady in the NBA. Tom Brady, uh, you could say uh, Rodgers, and two or three other guys go down. Westbrook is, I mean, uh, Durant is out. You have Thompson out. You have guys traded out of the conference. You got whole new teams being put together. And you're saying if we don't have a chance to compete this year with Golden State as weak as we are, we wouldn't take a chance. I'll uh, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I think uh, what I'm warning he's is fighting with Judd here. What I my word of caution is this: if you go get a guy that Carl Anthony Towns is not completely on board with, and you have but, the Butler's situation part, duh. Guess what happens? Then one Friday night you're going to come home. And Carl Anthony Towns is going to have been traded. You got to be very. You got to do this right. You've got to be exactly now. Now, if Phil's right, and you go to Cat and say, "Do you like Westbrook?" He says, "Yeah, we're great friends. I know him really well. We'll get along fantastic." Then I make the call. I don't know that's the case. I don't think that's the case. But you are getting very close to the Paul or the Paul George thing is scary. If you're a Wolves fan, it is scary. No warning, no nothing. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. But but there at least you knew. You've now crossed a threshold to go look at Paul George's contract. There was nothing to indicate anything he, except what, what you said, Rami, which is this is a player's league now, and they will dictate what they do. He signed an extension a year ago to stay in Oklahoma I know. City, and the mayor declared July 7th, here forth, Paul George Day, and he was traded on July 6th Amen. out of Oklahoma City. That's my point. Whoops. In fact, play the panic button right now. This is way more panic than oh, the Twins. Yes. But, this is, but, I'm yeah. not panicked about the Twins. But, I'm, I'm actually, if you're a Wolves fan, this scares me because this guy's a superstar. But Towns, is, Towns, there's, Towns isn't going to do this or leave for two or three more years. That's my opinion. But, 
But you got to get it right in the, the meantime. The, is what moves, I'm the moves to prevent that from happening happen now. Correct. They start happening now. The good news is Gerson Rosas understands that. Yes. How aggressive they were going for D'Angelo Russell. And now, now that you think about like D'Angelo Russell would have been the perfect and dude you know what? to pair with it's Towns. All, it's, it, also it now, it's also now crystal clear why Ryan Saunders got this job. For because, his relationship with yes, Carl Anthony Because Kat said, hire him. And guess what? This is you you might say that that's a bunch of BS and it shouldn't be the case. The NBA today is Carl, what can we do to make you happy? Hal chimes in on Twitter here at Score North. Glenn Taylor needs to sit face to face with Russell Westbrook and work the same magic he worked with Andrew Wiggins. Look me in the eye. Tell me you're gonna be efficient offensively. <laughs> do you know what he'd say? If you sat Westbrook down and you were Glenn and you're like, young man, look me square in the Bleep you. Yeah, I make $40 million yeah, a year. That's what thanks, he would say. Thanks, buddy. Next should be right. just next question. <laughs> yeah. Response to everybody. Touche. How do you get in fights with the Oklahoma City media? There's like four right writers in the whole city yeah. and a camera guy. And you're <laughs> fighting with them? What's wrong with you? What's wrong Thin-skinned? with Thin-skinned. Or what's wrong with them? Clearly. See? Ah. Clearly. Ah. <laughs> Rami's already doing his Russell Westbrook recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for us, Jonathan? Cram session. All right, so yesterday the U.S. women's soccer team won their fourth World Cup, and shortly after Bleacher Report had the weirdest tweet of all. It was a weird picture slash painting thing. Did, did you guys see the full roster of people who were in that weird picture? It was very it's, odd. It's yeah. a very odd picture and a weird way to celebrate the women winning their fourth World Cup. So, boys, seeing that picture, seeing who's on it and who's not on it, I want you to give me your biggest snubs and who you would take out of the picture to put in. <laughs> I need to pull the picture up here again. Um, Robin, do you have the picture up? I, uh, I'll have it in just a second. What was the point? N- nobody uh, knows. It was weird. Nobody knows. They quickly knows. deleted it because Sergeant they were getting Peppers? A lot of... is, is that I what it's copied here. after? I, I got Sergeant it right Peppers? Here. I have it right here and the full roster okay. if you guys would like okay. me to go through it. I don't know. It's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. I'll, I'll run through it real, real fast. You guys uh, tell me if you want me to just quit if this page ever loads. Here we go. So front row, you have the U.S. women's national team. Most of them. They didn't put in the whole team for some reason. And they left out the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> but they put these people in. Second row, left to right, Brad Pitt, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Ellen DeGeneres, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Stu Holden. I don't know who that is. Uh, soccer analyst. Soccer analyst, yeah. Uh, there was a, a rapper who they went back later. Hang on one second. They went back later and found out it was Kendrick Lamar. Yes, Kendrick Lamar is uh, (laughs) front and center. And then uh, J. Cole is off to the right and Ava Longoria. Third row, left to right, Oprah Winfrey, Christian Pulisic, uh, the cast of Friends, Jennifer Lawrence, Sue Bird, Steve Carell, as Michael Michael Scott from The Office, Gatton Matarazzo. Uh, Sadie Sink, they think, they're not sure. Landon Donovan, Andy Samberg, Carrie Underwood. Fourth row, left to right, Taylor Swift, Will Ferrell, Miley Cyrus, Will Smith, Iron Man, Tom Cruise, Candace Parker, Captain Marvel, Simone Biles, Baker Mayfield, Clint Dempsey, Serena Williams, Billie Jean King, Zach Ertz, and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Uh, one nation, one team. It was the hashtag. This photo was up for ten minutes. And I didn't. Somebody at Bleacher Report was like, "What are we, we doing?" Shouldn't have done this. What I didn't it? think of the Sergeant Pepper's thing until Judge just said it. That's the only. That's the copy. theory that makes sense. That's got to be the copy that they thought that that'd be funny because it was just a bunch of random celebrities on the cover of Sergeant Pepper standing behind 
the, the Beatles yeah. dressed up as Sgt. Pepper's so, Lonely Hearts Club band. So they made a reference on a social media platform where mostly 25 to 35-year-olds yeah. hang out Correct. to an album from 50 years we ago. We think. Nobody knows. The Bleacher Report a- hasn't said why, <laughs> what the reasoning was behind this they apologized or did they just I take it down and I bail? Don't, I don't think so. I so, think the quick deletion off. of it and just not referencing it from here to four is just there. <laughs> they just wanted uh, to go away. Yeah. Well, Stop to, talking about this. To your question, who's the biggest snub and and who would I take out? I think Ross from Friends can probably go. <laughs> I think David Schwimmer can probably be. Why Why David Schwimmer? Do you have a reason for that? Okay, him and Joey Tribbiani can both go. Okay. I don't, I don't know if Who I need... Who are you putting in? But it's, it's more specifically, Ross from Friends probably doesn't need to be on this mural of like top celebrities' top moments. All right. And I feel like, um, I feel like it's missing a dog. So I'm going to put the dog from <laughs> Beethoven in this photo. Okay. I thought Air Bud. I thought you might <laughs> okay. go Air Bud. I'm not going to die on this hill. Okay. Judd? All right. So if if you're gonna put Michael Scott in this, Dwight Schrute has to be too. Like you can't have just Michael Scott. Fair point. And as far as who I put in, you got to put in somebody. I'm thinking maybe up, up from from what Phil likes, Yacht Rock, Michael McDonald. Oh man, you got to put a great American <laughs> singer. Think about it, right? Yeah. Like, the, no, but if, if you're going after this weird eclectic, let's put all these people that don't belong. Way to go. Put a Michael McDonald in with a Michael McDonald t-shirt that Phil has. Yeah. You know how cool that would be? That's you, my choice. You own a Michael McDonald t-shirt? Not only do I own you a Michael McDonald it. silhouette t-shirt, which I've worn a couple times. The, during the show. Yeah, I don't think I've noticed but, that. But Michael McDonald's, <laughs> he did a concert two summers ago at the Minnesota Zoo. Like 2,000 people in the amphitheater. <laughs> His stage manager saw me and my friends with the shirts on, uh-huh. pointed, motioned for us to come down there. Oh, no. That's After awesome. the show, we got to go backstage and hang out with Michael McDonald. Shut up. Sweaty. Does he talk like Michael that? Michael McDonald. That's awesome. Hey, hey buddy. Hey. <laughs> yeah, thanks, for, thanks, for coming. thanks for coming out to the show tonight. Really appreciate it. <laughs> And then, he's, and then he's just in the background of everyone's conversation with high harmonies. That's great. <laughs> that is outstanding. All right. Hey, um, thanks so much. Phil was on the right track. On the right track. <laughs> I'm taking out Keep members of the cast of Friends. But he got the wrong one. The wrong one? The one who needs to go is Matthew Perry because he's Canadian. He's not even American. This is a, this is a mural of Americans. He's Canadian. Oh, he doesn't belong there. The person who was a snub, who should absolutely be in there, Jonathan, how do you include Iron Man and Captain Marvel and leave out Captain America yeah. when the USA just I won mean, the World Cup? Come on, man. I can't say anymore. I agree with Rami here. Captain America Captain needs to America. be on there if you're going to do this, this weird, cringy sort of thing that Bleacher Report did, and you're putting in Iron Man and Captain Marvel, but not Captain America? No. I still don't get the whole thing, but that's okay. It doesn't really matter. Shout out to Declan, who uh, brought up that point to me before the show even started. (laughs) Oh, wait. Hold on. So now now we're getting questions beforehand, and you're seeking guidance. He and I had that conversation, and then I saw the question from Jonathan. I was like, this is perfect. This is a very good point. One nothing, Rami. (laughs) One nothing, Declan. What do you mean? All right, so apparently my wording on this question isn't okay, according to the uh, Score North download from last hour. The Twins sitting just five and a half games Above Cleveland going into the All-Star game is blank. Fill in the blank, boys. Yeah, I'm going to actually put another blank in here. I'm going to get rid of the word just. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to change that word. Uh Twins sitting a robust five and a half games above Cleveland going into the All-Star break is fill in the blank way better than we all expected 3 months ago. End sentence. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Twins sitting just five and a half games above Cleveland. Cleveland going into the All-Star game is a criminal way to word this question to include the word just because five and a half games is a sufficient lead at the All-Star break. And the magic number is 69. Nice. That's very nice. The question is is worded incorrectly to a certain degree. As a guy that worked on a copy desk, it should be the twin sitting only, not just five and a half games above <laughs> Cleveland. Going into the All-Star game is ideal. It's absolutely perfect. It thrills me beyond belief. I can't wait for Friday. I think question was absolutely ideal, Jenna. Well, since Judd's the only one who appreciated the way I worded this question, Judd gets the point here because... Ideal is the right way to look at it. I mean, a tight division race, I like that. Makes it more interesting. He's with me, too. Manny's with me. Jonathan's with me. Uh, One to one. (laughs) (laughs) So Kawhi Leonard just paired up with Paul George to help raise the Clippers out of being the joke of the NBA. Paul George ditching OKC seemed to a lot of people to come out of nowhere. So I want you guys to come up with an out-of-nowhere candidate superstar that will pair up with Cat to help raise the Wolves out of a similar title. I've got it. And and I, I believe that Phil referred to this plan a week ago, and right now it's ideal. So Kawhi pairs with George. Clippers win the – is it the LB trophy now? Yeah. Okay. It's called uh, – an, Larry L- O'Brien. An, an LOB is an LOB. Way. Okay. Yeah. And then guess what? Kawhi says, my work here is done. Where do I go next? He gets a call from Cat. Championship hunter. His, Kawhi Leonard. His next stop okay. is to win an LOB at Target Center – and so the ideal pairing in a league in which has been turned upside down by the fact that players now call all the shots is Kawhi spending a season as a Timberwolf and winning the LOB with Carl Anthony Towns. And then he goes elsewhere again. Hmm. Fellow Kentucky Wildcat, Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. Have Cat give him a call, convince him Minnesota is a place to be. You don't want all that heat and sunshine in Arizona. Oh, yeah, those winners. Get gotta, on up here to Minnesota. Man, it's got it's too hot. Garrison Rosas is up to up here. What he's putting together, and we we've seen that this league, the players have the power. All you got to do is convince Devin Booker that the thing to do is play with Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. Off the books, off the record. You don't want to tamper and have him force his way. Oh yeah, you do. Who cares anymore? Out of Phoenix and into Minnesota and the waiting arms of Carl Anthony Towns. Tamper you know, all you want. I actually I brought this name up in passing last hour, and I don't even think it's that out of nowhere unrealistic because he plays for a team that's not very good, a team that's going to have to go back into rebuilding mode at some point. And this is a guy who was 10th in the NBA in scoring average. Like he was a top 10 scorer in the NBA. Bradley Beal. I've got my sights. Because I, I don't think it's out of nowhere. I think you could trade for Bradley Beal sometime in the next 12 months. And, uh, and he's only like 26, 27 years old. And you can make that thing happen. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to agree with Judd here because I just love that idea of the championship hunter. Just go from team to team. Last week, Mackie. And, it from and raise, people, raise teams up and get them... Get him a championship that they so hold. I get the assist on that win by Judd there. <laughs> yeah. Stealing my ideas. But Judd wins today for two points. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, that is Cram Session with our corrupt Judge Jonathan Harrison. And uh, we do that a couple times a week, Mondays and Thursdays on Mackie and Judd with Rami. And maybe we make that uh, five days a week at some point. So we can just put Judd on a pedestal stealing all my takes. Get all these assists. Hey. Championship Hunter, man. I love the idea. Uh, we will check in in next. Las Vegas with Danny Cunningham from the Raised by Wolves podcast slash radio show. 
and uh, from scorenorth.com. He's been down there. Actually, Ryan Saunders had some really interesting things to say yesterday about the new Timberwolves culture we can dive into. Minnesota United take on FC Dallas this Saturday evening at Allianz Field. Join me and Dan Terhar beginning at 6.30 p.m. with kickoff at 7 p.m. right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Thank you, Jonathan. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North mobile app, like Jonathan just said. And we do have some Timberwolves news. Danny Cunningham from scorenorth.com, Cluster Fund, Raised by Wolves, uh, assorted other shows on Score North. He's down in Las Vegas for Summer League. Give us the news about Jarrett Culver, Danny Cunningham. So the latest is that he will uh, he will not be playing in Summer League. He And part of this is can be pinned on the NBA for their rule that the draft night trade between the Wolves and the Suns couldn't be finalized until July 6th, which obviously was just a couple of other days ago. So Gerson Rosas and Ryan Saunders and the entire organization really wasn't allowed to interact with him until that trade was official. So they're just going to kind of take the safe play. And since he missed minicamp, he hasn't been in a real five-on-five setting since Texas Tech lost in the national championship game at U.S. Bank Stadium back in April. They're, they're taking the conservative approach here and not risking anything out here in Vegas. Fix that rule, Cunningham. Fix it. Uh, what what does it mean? I, that- I will, uh, I'll ask Adam Silver later today. I'll try and run him Do down, it. and I'll say that, that Judd Zolgad wants this rule changed. Tell him it's tell- a lot of other people. But tell him it's crazy. Tell him tidbit. Tell him tidbits wants yeah, to change. Yeah, tidbits wants to change. He wants to change now, and because you're part of tidbits, yeah. What uh, are we to read into, or what does it mean that the Timberwolves have claimed former Clippers point guard Tyrone Wallace off the waiver wire when um, when Tyus Jones has just signed an offer sheet with the Memphis Grizzlies? Do we put two and two together there? I, I think it is. It's plausible, certainly, to put two and two together there. I think that the number that Tyus got from Memphis. Three years, $28 million, or up to $28 million with incentives that were deemed likely, according to ESPN. I think it's, it's, that's a high number, and I'm not sure the Wolves are comfortable going up that high, especially when they're already paying Jeff Teague $19 million. And really, the way you have to look at it is, is if you view Tyus as a starting point guard for five, six years to come, you do that. If you view him as a backup, you have to be hesitant. And I think that the Wolves are probably hesitant here. I don't think he's proven that he's a starting point guard in the NBA. So I totally get why they are. I would be, I would be surprised if the offer sheet were matched for Tyus. So, Danny, with Jared Culver out, what, what are we watching for in, in the Summer League? In other words, what, what are the, the main focus points for the Wolves in, in improving guys who will play big roles for this team when it's real? Uh, we are watching for the continued improvement of Josh Akogi and Kata Bates-Diop because those are two guys who obviously were part of the rotation last year. I think Josh started 50 games, and Kata played a lot in the second half of the season for Minnesota. So you're you're watching to see how much better they've gotten from year one to year two. And, yes, obviously Summer League is quite a step down from one of the 82 regular season games that they'll play, but it is still there are still some things to watch. Watch how aggressive Kata it's the app is trying to find his own shot and doing things such as rebounding, which he struggled with during the regular season. And the one thing that really has stuck out to me, or at least did yesterday with Josh Akogi, is so often during games last year, he would be out of control. And he goes by the nickname nonstop because he's always trying to be energetic. He's always trying to do those things. But at certain times, that can be negative for you because you try and do too much and you get out of control. And I think that Josh has done a good job of trying to tone that back and trying to stay in control 
more often than not, trying to find that really that balance between bringing as much energy as possible while not overdoing it. And this is an area for him where I think he's shown that so far. Danny Cunningham is with us here. He's our guy. Scorenorth.com covers the Timberwolves, raised by wolves. You can find on our website and on our mobile app uh, for uh, for Apple users and go to the Google Play Store if you have an Android device. So I, I, I love the fact that Carl Anthony Towns, you got you got Wolves players practicing together this summer, and they're hanging out at Summer League. It's a much more cohesive unit than with last year's bunch and the year before that. Ryan Saunders talked to you guys yesterday about the new culture here that he and Gerson Rosas are trying to implement. What did you learn from Ryan Saunders and your observations from down there? Culture has certainly been a buzzword around the Wolves ever since Gerson took over, when Ryan was hired. For all of these things, it's all been about building a winning culture. I obviously wasn't coming to the team last year. I wasn't here last year, but a lot of the guys that were on the team were not here last year, and this is a big difference for it. And a lot of the guys weren't around Minnesota last year, and that's a huge difference. That's something that it's, it seems like a small thing, but it'll go a long way in the long run when you're trying to trying to build a new culture and when you're trying to do things away in a way as a franchise that you haven't really done them before. And it's something that's going to take time, but if they're headed in the right direction with it, it will pay dividends at some point. I just can't tell you exactly when that's going to be. Would going after Westbrook be potentially a good idea for said culture, Danny Cunningham? I don't think going after Russell Westbrook would be a good idea for this basketball team, and here's why. Russell Westbrook's contract is arguably worse than Andrew Wiggins. It's, I believe he'll be making $47 million in the final year of that deal, which is an incredible sum of money. Russell Westbrook's best days are behind him. I think you can definitively say that with his playing style, his lack of a shooting ability, just how he, he thrives on being athletic. And as we know from just history, you don't get more athletic when you are on the wrong side of 30. Andrew Wiggins is the, the very sensible match for a trade there, right? And, and yes, I realize so many people that are Wolves fans or wherever else want to get rid of Andrew Wiggins because he has been a bust as a former number one overall pick. But you can still make the argument that while he is overpaid and while there are plenty of issues that his game has, you can make the argument that his best days are still in front of him. And you absolutely cannot say that about Russell Westbrook. You're not going to win a championship with Russell Westbrook on this roster here. You, you just aren't going to be able to do that. Sure, you can find your way back into the playoffs. And Russ hasn't been out of the first round since Kevin Durant left. And I don't see if you just add Russell Westbrook to this team. This team isn't getting out of the first round. They still wouldn't be good enough. So they would be more competitive, sure. But in the long run, it would still just kind of be them in the middle. They would just kind of be like in the upper part of that middle. Danny, most importantly, I saw the video you did today for Score North on Twitter, at SKOR North. You did it from in front of an In-N-Out burger? Yes, that is the content that uh, I was demanded to produce. I'm going to need you to bring me back a double-double animal-style grilled onions, fries also animal-style with grilled onions and cheese. All right, put those in the suitcase and bring them on back to Minneapolis. Uh, Something says, even though that I'm a TSA pre-check, Type of person that I'm not getting through the airport security at McCarran International <laughs> Airport tomorrow morning. If you brag about being pre-check one more time, I'm going to come through this microphone here and beat you up. <laughs> Please, you you like it here in Vegas? It's, it's great. I'm staying right across the street from where the Golden Knights play. It's like your heaven. Oh, that's a yeah. That's a nice building. That's not my city, but it, it's a cool building. I'm right. I'm right by where the Raiders are going to play. Whenever they end up moving here, I can see all that construction going on. It's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm sure you're uh, not gambling at all, so you're keeping all your cash, right, Danny Cunningham? 
I lost forty bucks last night playing roulette. It was a oh, really long nothing. day. I was up for I was up for twenty five hours straight because of my early flight and then everything that goes on here. It was a it was quite a long day yesterday. Well, you can find Danny Cunningham's <laughs> in and out musings on scorenorth.com and some wolf stuff too. There's some wolf stuff in there too. So Danny, we'll catch up later, man. Awesome, guys. Bye, Danny. All right, Danny Cunningham from Raised by Wolves. If you haven't been a regular listener, it's the best Timberwolves show in the Twin Cities, bar none. Rami's a part of it on a weekly basis. Does TSA stop you for having no, a, a double-double animal no, style? It's the animal case? style. Is it? Yeah, that, that, it flags you every time. <laughs> no, he could, easily, he could easily accomplish what you asked for. He's too lazy to do it. It's really good. TSA preacher. He told me that like eight times. I'm, pre- I'm TSA pre-check because I fly so much. It's like that's you great think that's kid. the only reason he gave me that answer so he could brag about being TSA oh, absolutely. pre-check. Mm-hmm. Yes, you yeah. know what? Like I've I've had it on my travel to do list for five years to get TSA pre-check just because it's it's an eighty dollar cost, right? And you get your, your I don't pre-check even for five years. I don't even know every that. single time I go to the airport, I'm like, why am I so lazy? Why have I not done this yet? Why am I so absurd? How does it work? It just means you don't you have don't to go through security at all. No, you just go through the shorter security line. You don't have to take off your shoes. But and you all can that pay. Stuff. It means you to they get trust you. I mean, you'll never get on. But no, they won't <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Wait, are you that Robbie Magloff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I can no, say constructive right now. <laughs> I'm the other one. Oh my god! I'd own this plane if I was that Robbie Magloff. And you could decide what types of people go on and off your plane. Yeah. Um, what would you guys match this offer for? For so the the Tyus Jones contract, he's a restricted free agent. Memphis is very smart in that they made it a twenty eight million dollar three year deal, and the Wolves are like exactly on that luxury tax line of if if Tyus makes nine million or nine point four or whatever the math is, they will be right up against the luxury tax number, if not a little bit over. Would you guys threaten the luxury tax line? It's not our money, I guess. Would you overpay Tyus Jones based on his current production? I'm not going into the luxury tax for Tyus Jones. I agree with Rami. Absolutely no. not. Why? He's a good player. Yeah, he's a, But he's not a superstar he's solid. player. Solid, yeah. I can replace him, right? If he wasn't from Minnesota, this would not be a, a consideration, right? Yeah. Like, we love Tyus because he played at Apple and Valley. Guess and guess what? He, Gerson Rosas ultimately ain't going to care about that. Like no. he he's not going to be Glenn. We can't let him go. And Glenn's this is one where where there there are some things that this organization is going to continue to do because of their loyalty to certain people and what they might have once thought. This is not one to me. There's no way I'm, I'm there is no way I'm going to threaten actually going over a luxury tax threshold for a backup point guard who I like as a person. I just like the fact that all these guys are actually hanging out with each other. I know it sounds stupid, but last summer, Carl Anthony Towns was off over in one corner of the earth. Jimmy Butler was demanding a trade. Tom Thibodeau was ignoring him. Tom Thibodeau was obsessed with getting Derrick Rose on a one-year contract. And nobody was working out together. Nobody was hanging out at Summer League. And I kind of like the fact that whether Andrew Wiggins is a part of the future or not, the fact that all these guys are in the same place, either in Minnesota, practicing together, and I've heard that every single day when Summer League hasn't been going on, these guys have been organizing their own deals, their own workouts, uh, putting in work together for multiple hours a day. I think there's something to be said for just liking the people that you're around on a daily basis. Agreed. And it feels like that's the type of culture that they're building inside Target Center. I don't think that's even a, a basketball or a sports thing. 
Study after study finds that people who are happy in their jobs, who like their coworkers, are more productive. And I, I think the most important part of this entire conversation is, is the fact that Cat is likely driving this, which is imperative. Like, this has got to be his team. And I, if he's not brash, that's fine. But if he's the guy that says, all right, gentlemen, we're going to practice or do this or do that, and people follow, that becomes incredibly important. That's why I'm talking about keeping him as happy as possible and s- surrounded by people he likes because he is an NBA superstar, and they are hard to find. And if he feels galvanized and that this is his team, it's an incredibly important it's an important message not only for him to send to his teammates, but also, guess what, to his buddies, right? Because that's eventually, if you're Carl and you make some phone calls and say, force your way out of said team, and the guy's like, absolutely, yes, changes the entire picture here. Where's the Devin Booker stuff? Is is the Devin Booker stuff just reckless speculation? Yes. Or is, okay. That was me and uh, Cram Session. <laughs> just They're both from Kentucky. Okay. They're big buddies, though. I, I think wasn't they're sure friends, if, aren't they? I think they're huge buddies. I wasn't sure if like there was a Woj bomb or... Reckless speculation. Because Devin Booker, he's... That guy's only 22, going to be 23. They're big friends. He just signed a five-year max contract that, that kicks is. in this year for $27 million up to $36 million in 23-24. I like that. The rom bomb. The rom bomb. Wow. Mm-hmm. Recklessly speculate and then It's not going to help you it. get through TSA pre-check. That's but. true. Let's you know drop what? that. It's let's too, no, it's it. too late no, for that. Let's you've, got, you've got no hope. I don't need to attract that You can't that even get attention. an apartment. I know. I just well, got I mean, eventually I just, you can. I just cleared that hurdle. Let's so not, let's not ask for more trouble. Let's not. Because we came up with a great catchphrase for uh, for our station here. Can you imagine walking up to the just to like the ticket line? <laughs> you go to go to talk to one of the gate agents. Uh, what's your name, sir? Rombom. <laughs> no, they start giving me a, high, a hard time, and I raise my voice. I'm like, you know who I am? I'm the Rombom. <laughs> Everyone gets below the table. Swarm, oh! swarm. He's gonna bomb strap to his chest. <laughs> No, I just got some speculation. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. It's just regular speculation. I just got some cat speculation here about Devin Booker. Um, are we on air production meeting? Is Roycey on a flight right now? Are we wrapping with Roycey today? I guess we'll try to call him. I think he was at a wedding this weekend. Him. Yeah, I don't know what his travel schedule is today, mm-hmm. but we'll either wrap with Roycey or uh, we'll continue to talk about Rombom and his adventures. <laughs> Uh, Federated Mutual Insurance Company is also a proud sponsor of Mackie and Judd with Rami, and they are here to help business owners realize their top peak potential, not only as a business, but as an individual, too, because you get that great face-to-face relationship with Federated, um, and and you get more than just a policy. I mean, insurance is a necessity for your business. Obviously, you have to have insurance to protect your business, but you want more than just the bare minimum. There's uh, there's things in life you don't want to just skate by and uh and 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 go chintzy with here you want a company like federated which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be in multiple different areas you can find out more about the history of federated insurance and also more about who your federated marketing representative may be at federatedinsurance.com federated insurance it's our business to protect yours Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. 5.42, time for the Score North download here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. I'm Jonathan Harrison here with the Score North download. Since I'm not supposed to say just when referencing the Twins divisional lead. It's only. It used to be more, but now it sits at just five and a half. So you do the math. 
In other, in other Twins news, Jose Barrios and Jake Odorizzi are now 6th and 8th place favorites to win the AL Cy Young at the end of the year, while Jorge Polanco is tied for 4th favorite for the AL MVP. Another team in town that's doing well right now, Minnesota United, they take on FC Dallas this Saturday evening at Allianz Field. Join me and Dan Terhar beginning at 6.30 p.m. with the kick at 7 p.m. right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. That's been your Score North download now back. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Fine work, sir. TCL Broadcast Studios. We wrap things up as we always do by wrapping with Royce. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing just fine. Uh, speaking of bowling, I went duck fin bowling today for the first time in my life in uh, Silver Springs, Maryland. We were killing some time. And uh, it's uh, the fins are a little smaller, and the, and the balls are only three and a half, weigh only three and a half pounds, and you get three per frame. I would think it would be a great uh, uh, promotion for uh, kids to get kids to the bowling alley. Uh, but it's uh, it's pretty. Uh, it, I guess it's big in Canada, and it's Maryland has got it. And, uh, but it, it was uh, it was a weird thing to do. Did you did you play well? No, I'm terrible. I can't bend over. But it's hard to bowl when you're too old and fat to bend over with a bad knee. But it, it was fun. It was fun. I was going to so, say okay. Uh, the, All right. The first the first, the first ball I throw goes in the gutter. The second I get a strike, which are rare in that because it's uh, you know the ball is so small. And after that, it was a train wreck. But it was fun. It was good. And then I got a, I tweeted it, and Chris Long retweeted it. And of course, Chris Long is an expert on duck pin bowling, of course just like on every other sport in the universe. So anyway, I'm going to preface this it. question by telling you I once bowled a 13. What is duck pin <laughs> bowling? <laughs> Thirteen. Yes. Thirteen is no. That that can't be done. No, it did. It, it happened. Are you serious? Yes, I once bowled a thirteen. You're that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you make me feel good about myself. And now you're a sports expert. That's pretty damn good. I'd say that. So, Thank you. Anyhow, I saw Doge hit a home run uh, yesterday. I went to the uh, Nats game and he uh, let off. He came up in the second, hit his fourteenth home run, and. Uh, the game uh, moved along sprightly by National League standards. In fact, I think the Twins, when I got back from the game, played two more hours as I monitored the uh, score coming in from uh, Minnesota. So well, we went four oh three. Is that right on Sunday, Patrick? I think it went four oh three here. That was it, right? Four eleven. It had to be three twenty uh, after uh, nine. Didn't it? it was going on and on and oh, on. Oh yeah. We want to be mad at Anaboto Mejia, but how about getting one run in 11 innings? They've had too many of those games lately. They'll go pop up, hit three, four home runs, and beat somebody 10 to 1, and we'll talk about the great uh, the great hitting. But they've had a lot of clunkers with the bats in the last couple of weeks. So where are you at with the lead now, down to five and a half, as Judd and Jonathan say, or as Rami and I say, it's a robust five and a half. <laughs> That uh, wasn't expected three months ago. Where where do you stand right now? I was talking to a Minnesota fellow who's uh, you know very close to the Twins, who said that the big problem here is that uh, they had their uh, foot on uh, Cleveland's throat, and Cleveland was ready to sell off and hand it to them. And now uh, Cleveland has gotten second thoughts on that. So uh, you have someone chasing you now for the first time. I'm. I would still like their chances, and I think Cleveland's probably looking for any excuse they can to bail out. But uh, is that, you know, I, I shouldn't ask this question. Are, are the Twins at Cleveland this weekend? Yes. 
three starting on Friday at Cleveland out of the break. And Cleveland will be all pumped up as a baseball town again, having had the All Star game. So uh, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, there's uh, yeah, every, every here. You know what's going on? There is a bad, bad uh, review of rest and uh, rest and recovery, isn't it? Because they got about eight different guys hurt. Maybe we ought to start straining their muscles a little more uh, so they don't get hurt every time they have to run across the outfield. Hey, here's the problem, Roy. Let's, let's, turn, them in, hey. let's turn them into baseball players again instead of... Hey, here's the problem. trying to play in a bubble. I got your fix. I got your fix. Lamont Wade, Max Kepler, Buxton. Stop running into walls and you won't have problems. Lamont Wade's thumb was hanging by a thread because he he ran into that stupid chain link fence and Kepler's been hurt since the Angels game when they were up by like 11 and he decided to go into the center field wall and bruised his knee. Quit running into walls. If they had been hardened up by competition, they would have bounced right off with no problem. But we got to get them off. Mr. Get them off their feet. Well, he's got about eight of them off their feet right now. (laughs) Anyway, I'm a believer in I used to worship at the uh, altar of the guy who played 162, and now that's you know now you worship at the altar of somebody if they play 135. You know, so. Yeah. Um, so and, I, 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 but I, I still stand by. I, I, I told people early in the show the Twins have the easiest schedule remaining. If if you're if you're a a purveyor of Twins panic here, I will uh, I will take your Cleveland bet in whatever form you'd like to make it at this point. Because I think Cleveland no, just I, fired their I, best uh, bullet. I am not saying you should be in a panic. I'm just saying that they are not playing well. They they've had about uh, you know they've just the last month they've not been good. They've been very mediocre team, and uh, you know they got to stop being a mediocre team. And they probably have the capability of doing that, but they have not been a good club. They haven't been good in the field. They haven't hit like they did, and uh, the starting pitching is starting to wobble with Ola Rizzi and, uh, you know, Perez now has had a good game. I mean, they're, uh, they're well, Ola Rizzi, if he returns to form, with the form for him being not very good, the second half, uh, not the second half, the second 40, the last 40% or whatever it is, I, I'm just saying that, I'm not saying it's time to panic, but they got to start playing playing better baseball than they played the last month. Shouldn't some shouldn't some of this have been expected though, Pat? With a, a scarcity of of off days in the last month, you've been facing a tough part of your schedule just in terms of the opponents that you've had, and you've had all these injuries. You had a 17 inning game, an 18 inning game, a 12 inning game. I mean, you know what? You know what the solution for a 17 inning game and an 18 inning game score is? Score runs. Score a run in the tenth. That's the solution. Hit a double with the base loaded in about the 11th inning, and then you don't have to play 17 or 18 innings. I think they're a reflection of their poor play in the last month. No, the, the solution is to put a guy on second base to start the 10th and get a run scored quickly in the new rules that we're going to see in five years from Manfred. <laughs> yeah, well, I I wouldn't bet against that. I think they'll probably do that. So. <laughs> I think they'll, I think they'll probably do that, but uh, you know I I don't know we could we could make all kinds of excuses for them, but we weren't uh, we weren't putting any cautions on the praise we had for them earlier this year when they were pounding the hell out of bad teams, right? Uh, Pat, so, Pat, did you catch soccer fever over the weekend? 
I uh, yeah, sure. I watched a few minutes. It was uh, you know once once they got ahead uh, one method, you knew they were going to win. I mean the the team that uh, did. Congratulations to them. I love the hate that it agitates the hell out of the chief executive officer of the United States. But uh, the uh, fact, the idea that we that they were attempting to make this some kind of an underdog story is idiotic. They, uh, you know, when they, 20 years ago when they won their first World Cup, nobody else in the world played women's soccer. So they've, you know, to, to, to somehow compare this to, oh, they're so much successful in the men's program. Well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, the men's, Brazil's been playing men's soccer since 1920. They started playing women's soccer about three years ago. So, uh, it's, uh, you know, they have a great advantage. They got the best team and, uh, fine, but, uh, I, I think they're in DC today. I, I, I think they can, like, it, it looked like some familiar, familiar scenes when I looked at the television here. I just love I all the love videos that like, they've been taking. A few hours after the game was over, you saw all these videos coming out of them just getting bombed on like the I don't know where that's they were the like on a now. plane and yeah, stuff. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Rapinoe because she's a terrific agitator. I oh, think she's fantastic. She's a, she's a world class agitator, and I'm all in favor of that. Yeah. So anyway, hey, I got to say the uh, 3M uh, Open came out better than I thought it would when you consider that Phil played like me. Uh, and they did stick around for the weekend, but it looked, I watched a good share of it Sunday on TV. It looked pretty good. Yeah, we had a 20 tw- year old kid win his first uh, $1.2 million with a Jim Furyk like swing and an yeah. eagle on the 18th. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was a great finish, and he's going to be a name. You know, he's probably going to be a name. So when you look back in the annals 10 years from now, you'll say, hey, that was a, that was a pretty good winner. Yeah. Uh, Pat, we'd ask you what's coming up on Unchained, but you've been traveling. So, uh, what do you think you're gonna you're gonna pull out of your hat for tomorrow on Racy on Baseball? Uh, we got Buster, and uh, we'll be in and uh, we'll talk about the All Star game. Awesome. All right, Pat. See you tomorrow. Okay. See you, Pat. Yeah. All right, wrapping right. with Roycey. <laughs> I look like a, the most positive Twins guy out there now, huh? He's far more down on the team than I am. But like, this is all right. It's weird because. I'm not down on them. I'm going to rip him more than than you here real quick. Just because and Pat and I have like fought about some of this stuff. Pat has watched baseball for 60 years. Well, more than that. He's in his mid 70s. So like yeah. almost 70 years of consciousness watching baseball, yeah. right? Mhm. And he still will ride these little and you and you're kind of doing it here not as much, but baseball, there's a reason why baseball takes 6 months to figure out who the 9 and 7 teams are. Like the the best teams in baseball are nine and seven NFL teams, right? Ninety and seventy. But I I am simply celebrating the closeness of the division, and, and I'm crediting Cleveland because they're playing great. I'm not down on the Twins. It, it sounds like Pat is more down on the Twins, and and that he thinks they are somewhat falling apart. That's not my point. My point is Cleveland's played yeah, since you're June. Just, you're just they a masochist. Played fanta- they played fantastic, and I think that's great. It makes it more compelling. But I am not, listen, the Twins are banged up. The Twins were not going to do what, what they did on the morning of June 3rd. What, what was the record I said? 40 and 18? Something like that. Or 17? 40 and, 40 and 19, I think. Is but a ridiculous yeah. record. Yeah. Th- this is baseball. To Phil's point, that's not going to keep up. But now, this is fun. This is fun. I am pointing to the fun. I am not going after anybody here. 
I am embracing what could be a race. I love races in baseball. Uh, the Twins, this is the, the best part about the like the sky is falling argument for the Twins. They've got the second best run differential in all of baseball, which validates their 56 and 33 record. And I would even add to that, they've got the easiest schedule remaining statistically the rest of the season. So like they're already in all of baseball. This, yes. Yeah. They've got they only have I think one series left against a 600 plus winning percentage team. Otherwise they play all the middling teams and they play all kinds of games against teams that are well below 500. So if this was Cleveland's best shot before the All-Star break and the Twins are like it's it's going to flip again at some point. Yeah, you just had your toughest stretch of schedule, both in terms of the the, the way games were crammed into the calendar and the opponents who you had on the schedule over that stretch. You got through that with a five and a half game lead and I think a winning record. If I'm not mistaken, they got through the toughest part right. of their schedule with a right. winning yep. record. Yeah, so it's fun. Yes, it's fun to watch a team. And on beat Friday, there. here comes Cleveland. Which, fun. <laughs> such a troll. No, I know. Seriously, you got to You got. You've got 13 games left against this team. It's fun. Embrace the fun of the race. His definition of fun is much more masochistic than other people. I'm playing normal people. I'm playing yeah. major league chicken here, and the car's coming at me. And guess what? I'm going to keep going right at it. the bomber bus is the on, brakes a head, are cut. on a head on cl- no, stop because the, the brakes, the brakes are cut. aren't ah, cut. You see? I'm on the gas pedal and I ain't stopping. And just the guy who like peels his fingernails off. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you guys. See you guys tomorrow. And it was a happy ending. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan Leaf. It can move racing forward and take your breath away like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.